You know who I always liked. Puff the Magic Dragon. Not because of the marijuana stuff. That I don't care for. But because he was a magical dragon who lived by the sea. Isn't that a wonderful idea of all the dragons? The sea dragon is something I'm most comfortable with. Probably the origins of sea dragons are just a gross long fish that nobody recognized, like an oarfish or a Portuguese man of war. Imagine a plump little friar with nothing to do, eating a recently invented sandwich by the cliffs and getting spooked by something and deciding, well, my story needs a devil and I'm all tuckered out of hooved demons that live in a realm of fire. What if we had a critter that moved through the air like that weird thing just moved through the water? And hokey smokes, it could breathe fire. I bet he left half a sandwich there on the beach as he scampered back to his riding feathers. Well, whenever inspiration strikes, I know it's time to race home and open up that mystical portal that leads us to that kingdom of dreams, the Deep Night. How are you? Who are you? I'm Dale Seaver, and I am your host through this next hour of regrets and revelations here in the place we call the Deep Night. We come to you, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and I'm so pleased to be back with you for the second of a two-part back-to-back coast-to-coast, I'm exhausted, (laughs) series of live programs. Well, not live in the conventional sense, but live in that once I was in front of an audience and at some point we recorded something. So I guess it's not really that different from any other episode, but live in the moment is something my wife Galinda's always telling me. And I live through a lot of moments during this show you're about to hear. Listen, sometimes things don't go the way that you planned them to go. That is just the case and you gotta roll with it. And if you're like me and you spent over $3,000 and took... 15 levels of improv at the UCB, it's no big deal. You know, yes, and what else can happen <laughs> is how I went into this whole operation. And uh, and while it didn't turn, uh, didn't go the way I planned, it certainly went in a way that was successful and entertaining and a great deal of fun, and that is due in large part uh, entirely uh, due to my guest, the wonderful comedian Kate Willett, who is going to have a Netflix special over there, one of the 15-minute ones that they've been talking so much about, and uh, just delightful. She did pull kind of a tough card in the in the tarot deck, but uh, uh, we soldiered on, uh, unless she actually caused it by pulling that card, in which case, thanks a lot, Kate. But uh, then we also had Friends Who Folk, Rachel and Ned, and uh, listen, uh, I-, I encourage you to go see them live, because they're, it's great fun. Uh, I'm not sure uh, that you get the full experience here, but uh, listen, they also love turtlenecks. I love turtlenecks, and I wore a special bedazzled turtleneck, so listen for that. Uh, in this episode. Anyway, we had fun, and the people who were scheduled to be on who couldn't be on for whatever reason, we'll get them back. You know we always get them on this show at some point. I'd like to thank our sponsors, the uh, Guana Souvenir Shop over there at 567 Union in Brooklyn. If you're over taking a nice stroll by the Guani, well, my goodness, stop in and get a T-shirt or a placemat or some kind of uh, weird glass or something. They have a lot of stuff over there. It's great fun. Uh, beach towels, resort wear, yeah, it's it's a, a wonderful place, and we're happy to have them on board. 
check those uh, uh, folks out over there. And also, you know, we don't uh, – I don't talk about this a lot, which is only because sometimes I forget. But <laughs> – after most of the live shows, we uh, take a portion of the uh, quote-unquote proceeds and we donate them to a Trans Lifeline, which is a wonderful organization that helps out uh, trans individuals or people going through a tough time. And uh, it's just a, it's a thing that's out there. It's a resource uh, for people in need, and we donate a little bit of money. And I know they're having a fundraising campaign, so if you go to translifeline.org, throw them a couple of uh, bones, that'll help things out greatly. So uh, now let's let's do this. Let's go uh, ever further into that great expanse we call this deep night for a live show direct from the Slipper Room in New York City. Hi, everybody. Welcome, Dale Seaver. Dale Seaver, are you there? Yes. Yes. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Hello. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, this is wonderful, isn't it? I'm sending out my psychic tendrils to try and find your socket to plug into the powerful energies you've brought here tonight. There it is, yes, connection established. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. I'm Dale Shiver, and uh, we're going to the deep night. <laughs> this is so fantastic. I'm glad you're here for the first show of the new year in New York City. Yes, sure, sure, yes. <laughs> Time marches on. The 17th day, 17, 17. You know, I'm a bit of a dabbler. I like to put my mind fingers in various holes and poke around a little bit <laughs> and see what comes out. And recently I discovered numerology on the back of a Sudoku book at the Louis Armstrong Airport in New Orleans. And what I found out is that 17 is a powerful number. Charged it is. It represents a lot of things. And uh, in certain tarot circles, Linda, hello. <laughs> I felt your energy as you walked in. Specifically, the tarot circle that Linda runs, which meets twice a month and uh, apparently is not a great place to practice juggling of wine bottles. <laughs> I said I was sorry. There's no need to show up at my event. But anyhow... Uh, yes, whenever we're there, when we get together at Linda's, Linda often, nay always, pulls the star card, which is associated with the number 17 and uh, corresponds to notions of immortality. Goddess help us. And uh, powerful psychic abilities, which, if true, uh, causes someone to question whether there would be a, b a bottle of uh, Tempranillo... <laughs> 
three-quarters full on the floor where it could be juggled by anyone or, in fact, knocked over during our Celtic dance ritual where we summon an ancient female warrior who often has a lot to say to us fellas in the group. <laughs> and uh, listen, I get it, men are awful, uh, especially Ron, who practices dark magic in his garage and has the tattoo of James Franco and Spring Breakers on his left calf. So listen, hashtag me too in voting him out of the group. Uh, <laughs> I'm all for it. He's uh, terrible, but uh, Linda, I will pay for the carpet. I said $17 ought to cover it. It's not that nice of a rug. <laughs> anyway, numbers, it turns out, have meanings. All numbers, if you look at them long enough. Three, for instance. A lot going on there, if you just really look at it. Anyway, I'm just back from San Francisco, and all my chakras are open, and I'm so pleased to be back in New York City and here with one of my greatest confidants, Cornelius Loy. Cornelius is playing once again the theremin, magical <laughs> instrument that it is. <laughs> That was weirdly sexual. Um, uh, uh, Cornelius, I gather you were recently part of a theremin musical. That sounds trying. Um, yep, that was, that's what happened. <laughs> yes. Now, what do you call a group of theremins? Is it a, a, a theramore, a theramound, a therabouts? What do, what do you call it? We can, uh, we can say thereminists, thereminers, thereminers. Thereminers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to say no matter what. That's great. Well, listen, uh, I'm glad that you're here, and I'm glad you're alone. And uh, one theremin is fine, honestly. <laughs> and it's terrific, and we're going to get uh, going. Now, listen, we haven't done this in a while, but would you provide me a little sitting-down music, something low and slow, like an older gentleman bedazzling a turtleneck? There it is. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I've bedazzled my turtleneck. Looks great. Thank you. There's a lot of glue that went into this. Are those? Uh, did you glue those rhinestones on yourself? Yes, I did. I like that. Uh, I had a little bit of help, but yes, mostly by myself. And don't they sparkle? <laughs> yes, you won't see this in TJ Maxx, will you? <laughs> <laughs> In fact, maybe we could do uh, a little uh, mini guided meditation of a trip to TJ Maxx. Um, so if you can all center yourselves and imagine deep, deep breathing, blah, 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 blah. And uh, here we are. We're at the TJ Maxx. We've ascended the escalator. And there it is, all the bargains. And look at this. Oh, pants my size. Well, for $12.99, I could probably get that stain out. No problem. I'm just going to zip in and zip out. Here I go over to the line. Wow, that's a long line. Why is this line so long? 
Oh, I don't have 20 minutes. Oh, but I've already spent 15. Oh, forget it! Wad up the pants and throw them on a variety pack of old perfumes and march out and dial up your own size online. And we're centered. That's a mini guided meditation through TJ Maxx is what that is. And uh, I have a lot of opinions about retail, as it turns out, Cornelius. <laughs> you ever bedazzle anything? What was that? Do you ever bedazzle anything? Um, I did bedazzle my theremin once, but you know what? I ripped it off. You ripped now it I off? This, I have a crop circle on top where it used to be. <laughs> oh, well, that's intriguing. <laughs> Definitely worth some conversation later. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get started with the show, shall we? My first guest is a wonderful comedian who joined us at the last minute, and I'm so pleased she could be with us. She's a terrific comedian who maybe you've seen on the Flop House, maybe you've seen on Com uh, Comedy Central. Uh, this is not happening. This is happening. Something like that. Uh, she's also going to be on the, the night train with Wyatt Snack. This is... Kate Willett, ladies and gentlemen. Kate, come on up here. Whoa! Oh, that's wonderful. I'm never prepared for the wow, backstage. Yes, huh? Yeah. Brings you back. Now, uh, uh, Kate, you, uh, I was so pleased, uh, first of all, that you're here, number I'm one. I'm so pleased to be here. That is terrific. Thank you for, for jumping in. And uh, now, I was, always, I was so thrilled when I saw that you moved to New York, because you recently moved to New York. I did. I, I'm, it's almost been a year at this point. Yeah. yeah. To me, that's recent. It is. It does feel recent. I still feel like I'm getting used to things. Yeah. It but I have four or five friends now, so it's not super recent. <laughs> that's four more than I have. That's terrific. And uh, um, because, of course, I always associated you with San Francisco. Yeah, I lived in San Francisco for a long time. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. But you've adjusted. You like the snow and everything. I like the snow. I think that it's very refreshing being from California because seasons are so theoretical in California. You watch them in movies, but, you know, like yeah. I've had Christmas with 90 degrees before. Yeah. 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 You wear a sweater just to, like, go through the motions, but and, it's and so really, hot. And it, really, it's only kind of part of the day in San Francisco. You get around 2 o'clock or something, you're like, oh, boy, I'm San hot. San Francisco is always, like, 60 degrees, or yeah. at least, it, you know, I mean, it's changed a little with climate change, but for most of the time, up until the past five years, San Francisco's always been, like, 60 degrees. Yep, pretty constant, something to, to uh, count on. Yes. But now we have a number of things in common, and that's why I wanted to have you on the program, because uh, we have both lived in a commune. I've lived in several communes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a, a kind of a perpetual commune dweller. Oh, that's interesting. But so, I'm not living in a commune right now. Good for you. It's harder to find here in New York. I, I, I lived in one when I first moved here. Get out of here. And I got tired of it. Yeah. You, you, you got tired of it? What happened? Well, my roommates were polyamorous, and they wanted to have a polyamory-themed commune. Now, I'm not polyamorous, but I don't have any problem with polyamory. Sure, the more whatever, the merrier. Whatever relationship model works for you. Yes. But they were also very authoritarian people. Like, um, there's just, like, super rules about, like, you know, quiet hours, like, at 10 p.m., like, never a dish in the sink, like one of my roommates would say, with nonviolent communication, 
it makes me feel really unsafe when there's a dish in the sink. And I, <laughs> I was, it was a very violent use of nonviolent communication, but I just, you know, it was like they were trying to start a polyamorous sex commune, and I just didn't really feel like the authoritarian vibe went with that. You know, yeah. like I didn't want to see what the chore chart was going to look like, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so, it sounds like a polyamorous quiet car on Amtrak. <laughs> yeah, Just exactly. awful. Yeah. So I just moved into a regular apartment with some comics, and it's very messy, but we have a good time. And uh, I'm intrigued that you, though, lived in a commune and then thought, well, I'll go back to the commune, because once I... I got out, I thought, I'm never going back to that lifestyle again. It's too much loose, loose clothing and too many people seeking stuff and uh, also the sex. Well, you know, I was actually in a monogamous relationship with someone the whole time I was living in that polyamorous commune, but I was very secretive about it. You know, oh, like have I, to be. I kept kind of implying that I was also seeing other people, but <laughs> it was really just one guy. Uh, <laughs> I had friends I'd let them wonder about, though. Like, who yeah. knows? Well, we're lonely. But um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, when I moved out of the the commune that I think you're talking about in San Francisco, uh, which was an art collective called the Convent, such a fun place. I moved to a regular house <laughs> with a name in LA. like the Convent. It's gotta yeah. be fun. Yeah. Well, it was a converted convent, and that's yeah. it. Was like a uh, we were living in nuns' rooms, but instead of being nuns, we were. The opposite. Yes. Uh, perfect. Um, but then I moved, I moved to L.A. and I lived in L.A. for 10 months. And I thought, okay, this is probably where I'm going to spend the rest of my life. Like, I've here, I've reached the final uh, point where I will live forever. Um, and I will never live in the commune again. Uh, but then I had a friend move to New York. And uh, I was really wishing it was me and I was just like it just kind of like I felt this like longing and this like pang of like oh gosh I've always wanted to move to New York so I called a friend from San Francisco and the I, I said to her I was like hey you know just just wondering like if you like New York and uh, if you're having fun out there and if it was hard to find a place to live and she said well, you know, actually, me and my partner are starting this polyamorous commune. I, I think you can move in with us if you want. And I said, it sounds great. And uh, <laughs> then I called that friend back who was moving to New York. And I was like, I've decided to come with you, and which was kind of funny because we were just really like acquaintances at that point. Um, now we're good friends. Um, but uh, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but um, I, I don't know. So I, I haven't really ruled out the idea of even living in another commune. You know, that's what I learned from all this is you know, never say never about living in a commune again. They get you. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Something appeals about it to you. It's not boring, you know. Oh. I, and I think I get a lot of work done when there's a lot of uh, activity around me, weirdly. What yeah. makes a commune, though? A shared bathroom? Uh, I would say six or more people. Yep. Six or more people that are kind of intentionally cohabitating versus just like a boarding house or something, you know? Right, right. Yeah, but, you know, if you're trying to have a group living situation, I don't know. Maybe I won't live in another commune. That seems okay, too. Um, <laughs> yes. But I am not super opposed to the possibility. Well, that's good to know, Kate. I'm glad to file that away in case we ever end up in a living situation together. If you hear about a commune with any openings, let me know. I'll email you right away. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, the other thing we have in common is uh, uh, bad sex and tents. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the other thing that we have in common is that we both hung out with uh, Maria Bamford and uh, Jackie Cation. Yes. Uh, yeah. That, where do I start? Do I go with the tent or Jackie and Maria? Um, well, you know, I think with the tent sex, there's really not much to say about that. I mean, what other kind of sex are you going to have all in, had the, in a tent? We've um, all had it. You're in a tent. It's going to be bad sex. But uh, No matter the size of the tent, incidentally. No, no. Small tent, bad sex. Big tent, bad sex. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's cold and there's rocks in your back. or You know, it's just not, it's not a great place for it. It's not a great place for it. But, and that specifically was in Burning Man. Well, I mean, one of the times oh, was. Yes, I, know. I don't mean to say the only time, yeah. but one of the times that uh, I know about, uh, because you, you, you publicized it, you've done it in, the, in your act. Uh, uh, what a weird life where you publicize the bad sex you had in a tent. <laughs> what a weird job. Um, <sighs> but I guess I feel about bad sex in a tent like I do about living in a commune, which is like, I, you know, you say you're never going to do it again, but like deep down I know I will, you know? Um, <laughs> sure. And I, I definitely will hang out with Jackie Maria again. Those are two fantastic ladies that yeah. I have learned a lot from, and they are so wonderful. You ate chicken with them. Uh, I've eaten chicken <laughs> with them. I've eaten pancakes with them. Oh. I've eaten fruit with them. Well. I have had a variety of meals. Back in L.A., I think my favorite thing about living in L.A. was Jackie Cation would uh, organize a, a, a brunch that anyone could show up to, any comics, you know, you Jackie tell your Jackie Cation is a great comedian yeah. based in Los Angeles. And uh, Maria would come sometimes, too, and that was... That was kind of an amazing thing to just be able to go hang out with Maria Bamford and Jackie Cation on a Tuesday morning. That was a cool thing about living in L.A. for yeah. sure. Good panda good pancakes? Yeah, I think it was, uh, I don't remember the place name, but really good pancakes. Oh, Affordable make, price, too. They were making them. You went to a place. That yeah, had yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in a, a restaurant in North Hollywood that had uh, good pancakes for a bargain. Yeah. This is the Valley. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I like when you find a bargain breakfast place that's also reliable. Totally. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, but so now the other thing, though, was in Burning Man. Are you a burner? Yeah. You know, I don't know how to answer that. because. Well, I how many times have you been there? Do I've you been... have a bike? Have you built something on the bike that resembles a dragon? Have you uh, worn a <laughs> bikini made of fur? Those I, are things that would lead me to the answer. I've been to Burning Man four times. You're a burner. Uh, yeah, I uh, I do have a bike. Uh, it doesn't have any fur on it. I've never had any fur bikinis. Uh, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> a message uh, from the cosmos. Oh wow, yeah. I mean, but yeah, again, Burning Man's like another one of those things where I'm just like, oh god, I can never do it again, but I will, you know. Yeah, exactly. Do you yeah. go every year? Though, do you look forward to it? No, I'm not gonna go. I didn't go last year, and I'm definitely probably not gonna go this year unless it happens last minute. It's really far from New York, you know. Like it is, it's just yes. a whole big production, and you have to get all your stuff out there. And um, but when I was in San Francisco, most of my friends went, so I just came along. Yep. I'm pretty progressive, but when it comes to all the people coming back from Burning Man and not washing their cars, I get a little bit conservative. You get a little bit of the gipper out of me, because I want you to wash the damn car. Yeah, it's pretty uh, dusty. Covered in dust. Yes. Months later, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's, you, you went to Burning Man, wash the car. Well, it's like a badge of honor, I guess. Is you it? Know? Y yeah. Yeah. But... uh. 
Yeah, I would say that like in San Francisco, it's a when you're living there, it's as much of a vacation to not be at Burning Man it because is. everyone leaves the city and you can just Clears park oh. everywhere for a week. It's mm. fun. The parking during Burning Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, and nobody's I mean, trying to get you to come to their like clown show either. You know, uh, like it's just you know, clown show invitations way down. Exactly, parking it's just, way up. It's yeah, it's, yep. it's chill. It's yeah. really great. It's a good time. Uh, but you've adjusted to New York. You like it here? I like New York so much because I'm a very anxious and intense person, and when I was in California. People used to comment on it all the time, like, you know, like, oh, relax, you know, like, oh, what's wrong? And like here, I don't even think anyone has noticed because <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> That's just how we are. Of course, the secret to the West Coast is everyone is seething and roiling with anxiety the entire oh, time. Oh, yeah. But, but it's, it's just mashed with this heaping of, hey, let's just be chill. Yeah. But it makes you very angry. Yeah, yeah, you can tell that there's something going on beneath oh, yeah. the surface that oh, feels yeah. a little disconcerting, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the weather's good. It is nice weather. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You, and you get to hang out with Maria Bamford if you live there, so I that's mean, cool. hey, let's have some pancakes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrific. Um, and uh, recently, of course, you, 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 you've put out a couple of great tweets about uh, uh, empathy, and uh, the difference between flirting, flirting and, and not flirting. And it's just been wonderful. I love what you've been putting out there about how one should behave in the world. Oh, thank you. I was, uh, I was thinking about that today. And um, I was thinking about, you know, how a lot of uh, the topics of, like, you know, sexual harassment get discussed. And, you know, it's, I think what disappoints me about the discussion a lot of the time um, is that... Uh, it kind of assumes that people are not even capable of behaving well. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that it's like, no means no, which is important, but like, hopefully it never gets to that point. You know, like hopefully you're kind of paying attention and considering people the whole way. And I think that women are capable of that. And I also think that men are capable of that. And it feels like this weird kind of pretend thing, this idea that, you know, men are not, capable of you know, feeling and perceiving other people's emotions and expressing their own. I don't know. So yeah. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it, too. Yeah. I have a lot of ideas about relationships and retail. Yes. <laughs> those two things are kind of my, you know, kind of ping-ponging back and forth between those two. Yes. All the time. <laughs> I love Why it. Why can we be more efficient uh, and how can we be more um, sensitive. Yes. And maybe those two aren't exclusive. I don't think so. No. I don't think so, no. no. A lot to be learned. Yeah, but I mean, there is a weird... I think that the idea of efficiency does kind of cause problems sometimes, you know? Because, oh, for sure. Because I think that there's a lot more possibility of things being upsetting to somebody if like your first offer to someone like right out of the gate is like you know oh hey let's go do this explicit graphic sexual activity versus like hey would you like to get a cup cup of coffee sometimes like i don't know anybody who's been really 
traumatized by that offer. I'm not talking about like from your boss, but you know, just like someone that you meet around. <laughs> if the, if yes. the person expressed an interest in trying to get to know you, you know, right. it's just not offensive in the same way some of the messages that I've received on the internet and yeah. in person yeah. have been, you know. And, but right. I think that's like people want it to happen so, so fast, and it can, but you kind of have to just calibrate with the other person. Right. Yeah. Why don't we just ask a lady to go and have a whole box of donut holes with of us? Of pancakes. Or Man, pancakes. Do you know how stoked I would be if <laughs> someone wrote me and was like, you seem really fun. I would really like to get some pancakes with you. I would be like, yeah, why not? Let's do yeah. it, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Totally. Well, have you had anything that uh, uh, was, was mystical or happened to you while you're here, or maybe from the West Coast? Anything you brought back? Any uh, encounters with the beyond? Ooh, encounters with the beyond. Um, I I think that my move to New York kind of felt like it was a little bit of an encounter with the beyond in the first place because I have only had this feeling maybe like ten times in my life, maybe where like there was a moment where I was just like sure that I was supposed to do something. And it felt like a physical sensation, like a discomfort that I couldn't. Um, no, not like a fart, but like <laughs> like a like I was kind of tense until yeah. I made the decision because I knew it was the right thing. And then I moved here. And a bunch of really good stuff happened, and I was grateful that I listened to my intuition on that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. I think we could all listen to our intuition a little bit more. Yeah. And hone that intuition. Yeah. I mean, it's, it feels pretty rare that, like, I know, like, do this thing, do not do this other thing. Usually it's kind of a little more ambiguous. But that one was, like, get up, leave, go now, you know? <laughs> and it turned out to be a really good choice. Well, that's great. Well, I'm glad that it's worked out for you. Now, your album came out about a couple of months ago. Yes. Glass in, Gutter. In May, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's on that's, all the things. It's up next on my list to listen to. Oh, yay. Yeah, thank you. I can't wait to just check it out. Awesome. Thank check you so much. Check out and check it out. Yeah, it's on Spotify and iTunes and Amazon oh, and all that stuff. I'm going to get all the platforms. Yes, listen to it listen once to on it. every platform. Yeah, that's how I like to yeah. do it. Yeah, and, and on Sirius, too, because I oh. get streaming revenue from that. Oh, I'll check that out first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, you have to run to another show. Is that correct? Um, yeah, in a few minutes. Okay. All right. Are these tarot cards? They are, yeah. Can I look at one? You can look at one, yes. All right. I just want to see what's going on. Yeah. Five of Wands, Lord of Strife. Oh. I don't know what that means, but I was hoping I would get a good one. Lord of Strife? That's what it means? Well, that's usually a positive one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. These are... Uh, but here's a question that I secretly had for myself <laughs> when I was looking. I was like, what will my next romantic relationship be like? And well, uh, I might... was not hoping for the Lord of Strife. I got to say, I'm... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a bad one to pull. Yeah. This uh, does not look as good as I thought it might because no. it's uh, basically lion's heads that are on fire. <laughs> Surrounded by arrows and two alligators. So that sounds like you. <laughs> I wish you all the best. Thank in you. In that, uh, Kate Willett, everybody. Thank you. Right, thank you so much. That's great. Thank you. Oh, look at that. You can use those. Yeah, rare use of the stairs to get to the stage. I like to see that.
Okay. Well, our, our next uh, performers are, are really uh, wonderful. They're time benders and they're uh, trendsetters and they're uh, people who grew up uh, steeped in the American folk tradition. They're also friends. These are friends who folk. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, bring friends who folk up here. There we go. Nice to see you. Wonderful. I love your show. Thank you. Hi there, buddy. Thank nice you to so see much. You. Uh, Rachel, Rachel and Ned. Rachel Should we share Ned. this microphone? If you don't mind. Yeah, I'd I assume... love to get closer to you throughout this. Oh, yes, we are friends, after all. Yeah, friends <laughs> who folk. folk. Yeah. <laughs> if you find a friend who folks you, uh, folks with you, sorry, uh, that, that's, a, that's a good thing. Uh, now, you two, uh, you grew up, of course, uh, just surrounded by folk music and all that. Is some of the greats are putting them on the, the records and all that kind of thing? Oh, absolutely. I had the great pleasure. Uh, we actually both grew up in Greenwich Village. Oh. And uh, I had the great pleasure of walking in on my parents folking multiple times. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was so inspired, and I knew that that's what I wanted to do, yeah. that I, too, wanted to folk. You and dedicated your life to folking. I dedicated my whole life to folking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our parents uh, really folked us up in many ways, uh, and we've been in a long therapeutic practice around that for a long time. <laughs> I uh, would musically, imagine. yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's been, yeah. I always grew up around folk, certainly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the influences? Of course, I grew up uh, with this, too, and maybe I got a couple of years on you, but uh, I grew up around all the greats. We, we always had uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary in mm. the house, and uh, Joan Baez, and oh. yeah, Judy Collins. Yes. Yeah. Now, Judy, uh, she says she looked at clouds from both sides, and it was an illusion, so... What the F, Judy? Yes, we only looked at clouds from one side, and we yeah. said, "How? what are clouds? Yeah. I How think do they happen? I think that's a better way to do it. Because yeah. you can leave a little magic, right? You can. You can. You can go on a magic carpet ride. Sure. Mm. And then like bang, bang, Maxwell Silverhammer. Wow. Yeah. That's so true. You yeah. know... No, we have a lot of influences. Yeah, so many influences. Uh, Crosby, Stews, Noosh, Jung... Uh, oh, the great Judy Mutchell. Oh, oh, yeah, I haven't heard too much of her stuff but in a while. But Beck. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. Huge Beck fans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from the beginning, really. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Obviously, he had a, a lot, you know, growing up in Greenwich Village, you sort of can't escape Beck's influence. That's yeah. true. That was a powerful force it's there, true. I think, for... Yeah. Uh, what, about 40 years or so. And uh, I, love the, I love your look, too. Recently, I saw you both had matching uh, turtlenecks, which I was really uh, excited. I looked at that picture. We love I thought, a turtle. I know where they got those turtles. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, if you're interested, I do a turtle swap down on the piers. And uh, I'm going to be doing you're a couple kidding. of bedazzling workshops if you want to get in on it. It's a fun group. I just love that. I love your bedazzled turtleneck. Thank you. Today Thank I you. was feeling more a, sh a shawl. I was. I love it. I woke up and I thought I just want to envelop myself in a sh in a beautiful shawl. Yeah. What well, about you? You're wearing multiple colors today. Yeah, I'm wearing kind of a fisherman's sweater, as it were, <laughs> and um, yeah, I feel great. It looks good. I know Steve Bannon likes to wear many, many collars, and I hate the man, but I love the look. I know that's so often the case, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You just love what How they're do doing fashion-wise. You know, you can't pick your heroes. <laughs> that, that's true. That's, that's what they true. say. You can't choose your family. You can't choose your heroes. Yep, they choose you. They choose you. Yep. 
Uh, well, it's a great look. Do you have a, a semen in your family? Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, both of my parents were semen. It's true. <laughs> yes. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever use a theremin in your work? No, it's such a beautiful instrument. It is. It is. Oh. So organic. Yeah. It's like the singing from a ghost. Yes. Yep. Yep. It sounds like early Judy Mucho, if you ask me. <laughs> yes, yes very it's very similar. dulcimer. <laughs> very similar. It's very si- now, of course, there's a lot of controversies within the folk community. I don't know how much a uh, part of that you, you get engaged with. We're or not. very much steeped in the controversies. Yeah. I mean, I remember uh, when Dylan plugged in, uh, went electric. I, was, I changed my whole th- uh, thinking about electricity. Up until that point, I had not used electricity and was pretty anti-electricity. Yes. But when he plugged in, I thought, well, hold on. Yes. Uh, Maybe there's something to this. It was a real eye-opener for a lot of people, and yeah. uh, we, for one, uh, we switched, and now our homes are powered by guitars. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. we thought All guitar if, if power. Dylan's going to um, plug in, then we better balance that out mm-hmm. by just plugging our guitar into our home. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I don't think enough people have done that. It's hard to explain, but if we could, we wouldn't. And <laughs> yeah, we won't. I wouldn't. I'd leave it aside if I were you. Uh, that's great. And you just had a big show uh, last night at Ars Nova. It went that's well. True. Yes, it yeah, was a You've been playing all over town. You like doing coffee houses or poetry nights? What do you like more? You know, we like performing at anywhere that has tables. Yeah. And that can be anywhere. You know, not a lot of people realize this, but... You can put tables in any venue and turn mm. it into a folk space. Mm. Mm. We love the tables. Yeah, it makes it kind of casual. Yeah, I love a table. I personally, in terms of coffee versus, I prefer a drunken crowd to a caffeinated crowd for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it really, it depends. It depends. Do you have tables in the home? We don't. Ah, interesting. We interesting. have a table, a table-free home. We don't like to mix work with home. Yeah. Yeah, no, you I, know, I, I respect if that. If I ever had a home with a table, I would just walk home and be like, oh, back at the office. Yeah. You know? Yep. There should be like an HGTV show that's just no tables. Mm-hmm. I would love yeah. that, and I keep dropping everything on the floor. Yeah. 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 A yeah. cooking show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just can't find a place for anything. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Sounds that's... like a commune, if you ask me. Oh, my gosh. Mm. You live in one of those? You ever do that? We've lived in many communes. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we live in one now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't actually uh, subscribe to the six people or more. We think of ourselves, just the two of us, as a commune of sorts. Oh, and it's more just about a vibe, I think. Mm-hmm. If you're just walking around going, I'm, I want to share this with you, then I think that's a commune, mm-hmm. really. A rela- any relationship. Any relationship. or not. Yeah, yeah, any relationship can be a commune if you live together and you have sort of terrible opinions. <laughs> I <laughs> believe, at least. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, no, I know very well. Uh, <laughs> with my wife, Galinda, has some pretty bad opinions. Women. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, do, oh, do finally. I, <laughs> I feel free and heard. Well, uh, now you're here. You're going to uh, play, uh, play a song for us. Would that yeah, be possible? We'd, we'd love to. We'd love to sing a song uh, that was inspired by uh, someone we've been talking a lot about tonight, uh, Judy Mucho. Oh, yes, the great, great. Judy Mucho. Oh, I'd love to. You know, it's, it's, you don't get it. She's not on as many of those PBS specials. 
as she was. All right, we're going to just move some things around. Move it all around. Look at Cornelius. Look at those moves. All right. Okay, that one's for the guitar. Gorgeous. You want to switch sides here? All right. How's everybody doing? Okay, so shall we? Friends who pull. A beautiful day dawns around me. The leaves are turning brown. A boy sees his reflection in a puddle. A girl picks a kite up off the ground. A woman with a brain begins a painting. She an artist on a lark. All around the city is a
Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. You've described an afternoon I've had. That's, uh, <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> that's terrific. Friends who folk, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. You're not folking around. That's good stuff. Listen. You know, you can stay up here if you want, Rachel. It's fine to stay up here. Yeah, sure. I invite you to stay after a performance like that. My goodness, yes. If it had gone south, uh, maybe not, but... I Boy. thought for sure we were done. <laughs> well, in a manner of speaking. But uh, that's terrific. I'm so uh, glad. Now, where are you going to be performing next? Where are we performing next? That's a wonderful question. Yeah. You know, we don't have anything on the books right now. Somewhere in the village or something? February. Yes, we'll for but sure. I which day. Yes, sometime soon. We'll for sure be busking in Penn Station as usual. Good. Um, Good. We'll be by the uh, Auntie Annie's. Oh, that's a good spot. Yeah. You're down by the chickpea, it's not so good. But no if you're tip. up there by the... No. Yeah. Not much traffic down there. No, yeah. not a lot of traffic. Um, because you think, well, maybe I could have a healthy choice. But then you smell that Annie Annie's. There's never and boy, any listen. traffic near the healthy choice. <laughs> no, you're neck saying. deep in one of those hot dogs wrapped in a pretzel. I just can't have a nice salad without chasing it with a pretzel. Yeah. It's never have in my life. <laughs> no, that's the first salad. thing I would say about you if I was to describe you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we've learned a lot. And uh, where can people find out more about Friends Who Folk? Uh, they can go to Facebook. Yeah. Um, we don't really uh, believe in technology, but we do have a Facebook <laughs> as well as an Instagram mm. uh, at Friends Who Folk. Yeah, and that's where you can find us. <laughs> Uh-huh. We don't have a website. No, but, we'll uh, look for flyers media. or something yeah. in the in the park. Yeah, look for flyers. Look okay. for us. So just kind of wandering around, <laughs> looking for pe- for an audience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have jobs, so we spend a lot of time just out handing out flyers. I really admire the folk life that you're pursuing. Thank you so much. It feels That's great true. to just dedicate your life to folking. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, I hope there's a lot of folking in your future. There so, certainly is, sir. <laughs> well, friends who folk, ladies and gentlemen, Thank Rachel you. and Ned. And then if you just want to slide over one, that's great. You can stay up here and we'll, we'll pass the mic down. Now my uh, next guest uh, is a tremendous comedian who uh, has been in all the festivals. Just uh, whatever festival it was, she's been in it. And uh, she's a correspondent on The Daily Show now. Please welcome Dulce Sloan. Dulce, <laughs> come on up. If you're here. Did she make it? Sitting down music. Dulce's not here? You're not out there, Dulce? I just saw you, and you said, were you going to be at the show? And you said, fine. Then I sent you a message. You said, yeah, okay. She's very funny. I just saw her. I can tell you all about her act. <laughs> yeah, tell us about it. How is she? Good? Recreated. She was wonderful. Really funny. Yeah. Um, she had a great joke about her brassiere. Oh, that's a good one. Being very expensive. I loved it. <laughs> well, listen, you want to do another song? Certainly. Sure. Okay. Thanks. All right. Well, let's do that. While you do that, I'll check and see what the heck is going on. Wow, well, look at us. <laughs> what a treat. Okay, aren't you lucky? <laughs> okay. I think this is the two. 
We're guessing. We're gonna guess the key. We're gonna guess the key. <clears throat> uh, all right. Um, this is a song that is about mm-hmm. loss mm-hmm. and getting bad news. terrific that was great that's uh, that sometimes happens to us doesn't it it certainly we does meet people we meet people sometimes people let us down don't they they do yeah. and it's sad to have to lose someone you know it is and sometimes you produce a show and then somebody doesn't show up they don't show up and then you get a text and says i'm I, i'm still at work Uh oh i'm not gonna make it we're still at work, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's it. Listen. I'm on the clock. <laughs> I certainly feel like I'm on the clock. This is the work. This is the work, as far as I'm concerned. When I see a bunch of tables with candles on them, I know it's time to clock in. <laughs> that's right. That's the, that's the signifier of work is being done. Well, uh, I saw Dulce at the SF Sketch Fest, where I was uh, recently, just last oh. weekend. And so I will share this story uh, that I would have told to her. I'm going to tell, tell, it, to t- us. tell it to you. So uh, Dulce, a, a great lady, I walk up to her and I say, Dulce, how are you? Uh, you're going to do the show, right? 
She says, oh, yeah, no problem. Come do the show. I said, terrific. That's great. That's all I'm worried about. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. And she says, oh, now we were in a speakeasy. There was an after party. She says, Sketchfest is wonderful. They do after parties. And they did one that was in a speakeasy-themed uh, restaurant bar kind of Love thing. Love that. Yeah. Love so it, right? so great to have a place to get alcohol in the city. <laughs> yes, exactly. Especially in a place like San Francisco. And so you... Um, you, you go down into a fake clock shop and you find, oh my gosh, everybody's dressed in 1920s uh, outfits. This is fun. I am ready for this. All right. We this all... is authentic. That's right. Prohibition. <laughs> Let's do it. And so we get down there and uh, I see her. I, I say what I said to her. And they have got a little casino thing set up, right? A little gambling state. You guys do any gambling? Never have. No, never yeah, been to I've Vegas or anything like that? No, it's a sin. <laughs> it's a sin. Uh, it's a sin. You yep. oppose it on uh, moral uh, grounds. Sometimes I'll gamble. I won't warm up my vocal cords, and so I'll take a real gamble when I open my mouth, because who knows? <laughs> oh, wow, that is a gamble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, we're, we're talking, and she, she sees that there's a, a blackjack table. She says, oh, blackjack. And I say, yeah. She says, I can't play that. There's no stool. I said, well, listen, Dulce, you're a big comedian. They, are, they could get you a stool over here. No problem. And so she says, whose dick do I have to suck to get a stool? Now, I thought that was escalating the situation a little too, a dollar. <laughs> too, too much. And I, I said, you know, I think maybe you want to start lower. You don't need to start quite there. I mean, she shouted that into the into the room. I thought you might want to start first, you know, just asking for a stool or something. And and so then I said, you know, you're starting a little too high. And she said, whose dick do I have to suck to get a hand job? And I said, no, you've misread it entirely. <laughs> entirely what I was and also what are you asking for but uh, anyhow uh, it was a, a funny moment then she said oh what is that craps I get distracted by shiny things and anyway she was over there uh, uh, doing doing the craps and we had a nice time but I guess that was not enough uh, to get her away uh, from Trevor Noah over at the Daily Show Yes, it looks like she's chosen. <laughs> it, it does seem like that. So uh, now we're we're left in this moment where uh, we've been in this moment for a long time. <laughs> we have longer than I expected, that's for sure. But we're still—it's kind of good. It feels good. Yeah, it Doesn't feels it feel really good. Everybody feeling good. I'm telling you, there's no level of disappointment in it right now because uh, we're just, I have been vibing on what you've been putting out into the universe and receiving it so well. And I know you just did like an hour-long show last night, so I know you got it in you. It's uh, uh, what, I, what I loved, now when you play for the, for the park and all that kind of, when you're out there, do you get a lot of money in the guitar case? Um, uh, yeah, usually a lot. Yeah, a ton of money. <laughs> a lot of money with yeah, folk. a ton of money. Folks come back. I don't know if everyone knows that, but people are really, really into folk. In Do you consider yourself neo-folk or you're really uh, no, classic no, 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 folk? No, no, no. This is, this is true roots folk that was passed down. Folk, of course, is not just music, but it's a tradition. It's, it's been passed down for many centuries. So our songs, such as, um, you know, In the Park or... Um, you know, DJ. Those are all. Those were given to us by the, the two that you played. Our forebears. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we didn't. Yeah. It's not neo. 
there's nothing new about it. Yeah, this goes back centuries. We're not the Lumineers. I <laughs> know, <laughs> thank, thank goodness. Right. No high hoes for us. No. <laughs> We're not dwarves. <laughs> no. So beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. I think you might want to incorporate a little more theremin in your... I love it. Such a classic sound. It's, un it's unfortunately, you couldn't be a trio. Um, no, we certainly couldn't. It's hard to folk with three. <laughs> it's hard. It is. Always somebody's a little left out. It's so true. It's true. Two of you, you can do it. You know, you know where all the parts are. You know how it's going to work, but when you get a third in there, eh, not well, so Well, you know how it was with Peter, Paul, and Mary. I do. Listen, a I mess. read the book. We a all know about, about what happened there. Oh, my gosh, a lot of sliding around. And um, that's... Uh, but we, we, we wish them well, <laughs> don't we? I don't want to necessarily think about them uh, too much in that way. But, um, uh, well, but listen, uh, maybe we could just do... Could you do one more? Could you do one more to bring us... Sure, sure. I, I really love what's going on. Um, some, I don't know if you have anything mystical or not, but that would be great. But if not, that's fine. Do what you need to do. Okay. Yes, we do have a song that is mystical because it's sort of about what happens after you die. Um, yeah. It's about, it's also about love and commitments we make to each other. And we'll see if we remember the words. Yeah, I haven't been the same since I met you. Thank you. 
you. Thank you. It's devastating, isn't that, it? Yeah. That's a sad one. Sorry, yeah. I, we should. Yeah. No, that would be cool. It that would, would be. be cool. No, they're cute. Yellow, and they talk in a kind of gibberish. Sounds bananas. a little bit like. Uh, that's right. They love bananas. They're little, and kind of Italian. Kind of. Who knows what they're talking about? But they're uh, always helping, and I like that. I like they really are. are. Bananas. Helping out. That's right. That's what I they sound that. like. I love that. You could do that. That's a lot. Of, I think about dying a lot. Do you? Yeah, specifically right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, I uh, love it. <laughs> I love being on a sinking ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, you chose wisely. <laughs> Enjoy the 20 bucks. Uh, friends who folk, ladies but and thank gentlemen. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're so good because, my goodness. Yep, that's uh, great. That's great. Aren't they wonderful? And it uh, makes me want to pull out some of those old great folk tunes and just uh, get folking again. It's been a while since I've really folked and really uh, let it all out, you know? In the old hippie days, <laughs> part of the commune time. We've learned a lot about each other here, haven't we? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... But um, I think that's a good place. I think we should. I think we're in a good place. Cornelius, you feel good? I feel pretty good, Dale. Yeah, I think that's as good as it's going to get. And uh, just remember, don't ever watch The Daily Show. <laughs> from now on, that's stricken from the record. Uh, uh, this has been terrific, though. What, what happened was actually great, uh, great moments. And I will remember this for a long time. So uh, I'd like to thank Kate Willett and Friends Who Folk for being here, for actually showing up, and uh, Cornelius Loy, of course, the greatest male witch in the business playing those beautiful tunes. And thanks, everybody, here at the Slipper Room. And thanks to you for being here. I'm Dale Seaver. And remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Thank you very much, everybody. Well, there you go. Find yourself a couple who folks. That was something. See what I mean? Who's, who knows what's going to happen when you get out there? And my thanks to the guests and the crowd who came out for the show. Uh, you got surprised, but we always have a good time. Lucky numbers are four, two, and one, which corresponds to the numbers of guests I thought I had, the number I actually had, and the number of mystic podcast hosts left at the end of the night alone with his thoughts and improvisational skills. Personalized reading goes out to Janice McGillert of Eastern Phoenix, Missouri. Janice, take this in. You seem really fun. I would really like to get some pancakes with you. And that'll do it for us from the Deep Night. Goddess be with you. Thanks for listening. Deep Night is brought to you by Jameson Spirit Cleanser, the original prairie-grade sage that you can burn whenever things start making noises in your walls. Or a spirit appears at the foot of your bed wearing 18th century sailing regalia. Deep Night is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Deep Night Season 10 podcast image by artist Kelsey Roten. Deep Night Season 10 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the season provided by the talented roster of Howler Hills Farm. The Deep Night podcast can be found on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on Apple Podcasts, where we kindly ask you to subscribe and then leave a rating or a review. Once again, thank you for listening. <laughs>